super excited for our guest today here on Podcast Me Anything. As it turns out, according to him, this is the first time we are podcasting together, even though I feel like I've known him for years and have I have had this conversation with him before, but excited to record, excited to get on tape, excited to share it with all of you. We are chatting with the podcast dude, the one, the only, Aaron Dowd. Uh, he is the head of, oh God, put my notes away, head Should of community <laughs> and user experience with Pod Corn. Previously, he was over with Simplecast. He's all around great dude, and we are excited to have him here. Aaron, it is a pleasure to chat with you today. How is it going? Matthew, it is going fantastically, and thank you for having me on the show. And to the listener, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your time, and uh, really excited to be here. Excellent. So before we get into the the heavy lifting, gotta ask, you recently moved, and you know we're obviously living in a strange and weird world right now. So mm. just gotta ask, how are you holding up? How are you doing? Uh, happy, healthy, hanging in there? Absolutely, yeah. So I am. I'm healthy. I am happy. I'm employed. I'm. I'm very grateful for all of those things. And yeah. So a little, just a super quick background. I just moved from Fort Worth, Texas, to Los Angeles, California. What is it? Two or three days before the stay-at-home order went into place in uh, in mid-March. So couldn't have picked a better time to be here. The air is clean. There's no one driving. There's no traffic. Overall, it's been surreal. But yeah, I'm. I'm well, and uh, I. I hope everyone listening is as well. Overall, holding up great. Just man, what a what a wild time to be alive. Yeah, it's it's wild. You always wonder how history books are going to write about the time you lived in, and now looking at the time that we're living in, you know, you think back to what you read about the depressions and the flus and the plagues. You're like, oh yeah, we'll be that footnote in history. Fun. I I was not expecting to live through a major event in history, but here we are. Glad we're able to podcast uh, during it. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I could say is that we are very fortunate to work in an industry that, you know, while still being impacted like everybody, you know, everybody has taken some sort of impact. Uh, we are not, you know, essential workers, but, you know, a lot of people are <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> but a lot of people are relying on what we do. And a lot of people are getting yeah. great solace from the content that is being created out there by mm-hmm. us and by others. So we are fortunate to you know be able to work during these times when so many don't have that option. But let's just talk quickly about what's happening in podcasting right now. You came from the hosting platform. You're over on Podcorn. You know you you have your finger on the pulse of what is going on. So what are you seeing? What do you think? You know the landscape is like right now. Is now a good time to be podcasting? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's the it's the best time to be podcasting. But it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to speak as truthfully and, and honestly about it as I can. Like, so I've been I got involved in podcasting around 2012, 2013, kind of on the first upswing of popularity. This was right around the time that Serial came out, and a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. Everyone's like, "Oh, time to start a podcast! Time to start a podcast!" Well, I thought it was like I thought podcasting was blowing up back then, but it in 2017 it really took off. It was just like pew, again tools got better, the hosting platforms got better. That was when I, right around the same time, I started working with Simplecast, which I was really excited about. There's all kinds of educators and tutorials. Pretty much anyone now can start a podcast and do a great job with it uh, and grow an audience and a community um, around a show. You, you know, you don't have to have permission. You don't have to have a ton of money. It's, a, it's an incredible time to be a podcaster, but it's also also currently a stressful time to be a podcaster because there's a lot of stuff happening around what's going on with the pandemic and what's going on with, you know, our careers and our lives. You know, everything that used to be is now very different. 
And where do we go from here? So what I'm seeing in the podcast landscape, the the positives the positives are that it's easier than ever to start a podcast. The equipment is more affordable than ever. The software's there. The education uh, not, is not, there. Not available though. I found a lot of people who have been ordering mics lately have found that uh, Amazon and other retailers are are running out of inventory because everybody is working from home now. Everybody oh, they ran sold out. out. To, yeah, everybody ran out to get a mic, and so I have clients looking to order a mic that normally would show up in two days. They're saying won't be here for six weeks. Got it. No, so there's a so there's a good point. If you haven't ordered a mic yet, you might might check locally. Yeah. Uh, I need to reach out to some stores. That's a good point there. If there's gear that may not be as available, I mean, even even things like recording on phones. I guess if you want to do a professional podcast, I I personally believe in using microphones and great audio equipment and having great sounds, uh, which you have to procure. But so outside of that, listening behavior is changing a lot too. Um, I'm following all the the news from um, from Hot Pod and and Chartable and a bunch of other people who are are talking about how this pandemic has affected the way that people listen. There's not as many commutes happening, and and I think a lot of people are staying staying home and staying with their kids more, and so that's also taking up a lot of their time and attention. So everything's just kind of shifted there. You know, it does seem like things are listening is is down just a little bit, but it's kind of leveled out. And then it's increasing in some categories and decreasing in other categories. So tell me how you feel. But I feel like personally, for the majority of podcasters, if you were already doing a show, it's a great time to keep doing a show. If, if you can, if you need to take a break, that's okay too. There's been a couple of weeks where I, I have just not felt podcasting, just not felt talking. And then this past weekend, something shifted a little bit and I got excited about doing shows again. And I remembered why I loved it. So, so it's, it's, it's a lot of wild up and ups and downs, right? Like just emotionally with everything that's happening. Yeah, but that's the, a... the key thing, the key thing that I, I try to keep in mind and that I, I hope everyone keeps in mind is that hearing other people talk and have conversations is for, for so many of us, just delightful. It is just so important. It's essential. And if that's something you want to do, and if that's something you love, then, then it's worth doing that and it's worth investing in. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm one of those people who my personal consumption of podcasts is way down because, mm-hmm. I mean, I work from home anyway, but most of my alone time when I would consume this is just gone because the kids are home and the wife is home. And, and for me, podcasting is a podcast consumption is a, you know, solo activity. And it's a lot harder to do that with everyone around. Now, I am doing my best to support the podcast that I love by still downloading all their shows and hopefully they're, you know, getting the credits there and listening to what I can when I can and doing that. But certainly there's a lot of people like me that are, are finding that consumption just has to disappear because of, of the state that we're in. But I agree that now is still a great time to start a podcast. And I've been talking with uh, a few folks who are actually taking this opportunity to do it because there is a lot of free time. And even though listening might be down, now is the best time to, you know, get yourself prepared, right? Like get work out all the kinks, go through the motions, you know, mess up, screw up, sound terrible, smooth <laughs> things out so that in, you know, hopefully the next few months or so as things return to normal and, and hopefully it doesn't take, you know, much longer than that for things to get back to normal, you'll be well on your way to having a show and, you'll be the better for it. You know, most of the clients that I work with are businesses and this is a marketing vehicle and they're they're using their podcast for many different things, not necessarily for direct monetization, which we are definitely going to be talking about here today. 
But certainly there's no reason that you can't be starting a podcast or working on your podcast or improving or if you have that time. There are a lot of people who right now it's just even more stressful because kids are home and they're trying to homeschool and work and do this. And so I understand. But if you got the time, if you've been thinking about it, you know, now's a great time to start generating content. Tell your story. Tell your company's story. uh, Share your knowledge. Put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. So that this way, when people are getting ready to interact with you again and they want to work with someone, you have already touched them in a way that you, you couldn't have otherwise without really good content or mediocre content. Doesn't always have to be good <laughs> to touch people, but you know, better better off being good content. Authentic, <laughs> authentic, genuine content is the stuff that resonates most with people. I think. I Regardless, yeah. Wherever you are right now, do your best. Try to make something that's that's genuine. Yeah, be you. Find find the right audience by being you. Don't try and build a fo- you know fake audience by replicating somebody else's pattern or success. So, with that being said, you know we're saying that Podcorn in particular is all about helping people to find advertising, and you know we could talk about all the different ways that you can make money with adver- uh, with podcasting. A lot of it is is a lead gen for existing services or mm-hmm. merchandise or memberships and other things that you are able to sell leveraging that authority and that content creation to drive traffic in other places build up your authority whatever it looks like but you know the big one the one that most people first comes to mind when you you talk to a podcast or how they're going to make money and that is advertising and advertising is a frustrating industry because for so many it takes a lot of downloads to get to a place where they can even start to think about reaching out to the brands that are known for podcast advertising, right? The mm-hmm. the ones that do email marketing, the ones that do at-home food delivery, all the ones that sell beds and ways to mail your packages and things like that. I don't know why I'm not mentioning names, but trying to avoid you, you mentioning the, names. You just thought of all of those off the top of your head, didn't you? Pretty much. I mean, they're the ones <laughs> I usually reference when I use their names, but I was able oh, okay, to describe you. them off yeah. the top of my head. But, but the point is, those are the names that come to mind because the large podcasters are using them and, and you know, you hear their name in a lot of big shows and national shows. But just because you don't have 50,000 downloads, just because you've only got 10,000, 5,000, 1,000. Heck, I've seen people with 500 downloads be very successful selling ads because they have the right audience to do it. And Aaron, who's been doing this for a long time professionally, is going to give us some insight on not only what you can do, but also how Podcorn can help you do that. So, Aaron, I mean, first and foremost, when you're getting ready to start selling ads for your show, um, what are some of those first early decisions that you need to be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and you just opened up a, a big can of worms that I want to dive into, just like six different six different topics and and ideas that I think are worth exploring. Here's where I want to tell people to start because so my experience is in podcast production and post-production and really just being a troubleshooter for podcasts. So as I mentioned, started I went full-time with podcasts with all this stuff in 2014 and worked with independent shows and networks from 2014 till 2015. And then I kind of continued along my path until I joined Simplecast in 2018 and then Podcorn this past um this past month actually it's been about a month and a half so here's what i saw with with podcasts everyone wants to make money with a podcast and a lot of times folks are asking how do i how do i get sponsorships how do i get podcast advertising where you have to start is one creating a great show and then two growing an audience you really need to start with that ask yourself how do i make a great show how do i grow an audience and and grow implies not just like 
not just having an audience, but doing things to actively expand that audience, to engage that audience, to grow it, to nurture it like it was a garden. There's a great, absolutely great article about this topic I love by Dan Meisner from Pacific Content, who puts out fantastic work. Really good they're, stuff. Uh, yeah, they're a really good, uh, one of the best podcast production agencies. So the title of the article was, How Do I Build an Audience for My Podcast? But the main idea is that you should ask how you can build a podcast for your audience. In other words, if you want to grow an audience, if you want to have an audience, then you need to define who your audience is and create a show specifically for them. And Dan writes, and this and this is important because sponsors want to reach a specific type of audience. They want to reach a community. They want to reach a specific type of person. And it, it'll just be a lot easier for you if you if you have that audience. If you don't have an audience, if you don't have a community, then you don't really have anything to offer to the sponsor. So we start here. So Dan writes in this article by saying, effective podcast audience development begins with understanding and empathy for your audience. That means digging into questions like, who are we trying to serve? What do we know about them? What problems do they have? What are they clamoring for? How do we already engage them? How are they underserved by the current podcast market? And what can we offer that they can't get anywhere else? So before you start working on making money or finding a sponsor or anything else, know your audience, create for them, and build your community and focus on growing your community. So that's kind of a lot, but that's where that's where I want to start. Well, it's so it's smart because you can't you could you could either be in the business of building a massive audience to sell an audience, which technically, yes, you're still podcasting, but you're you're not selling anything other than a large audience or you could be in the business of curating a specific niche directed audience that advertisers will covet because they know exactly who they're talking to and they're not just they're not spraying wildly into the air they are pinpoint accuracy of who they're talking to and who's most likely to engage in their services absolutely well and so this this is another thread that you you kind of you you brought up earlier that I want to talk about and I was I was talking to Albin from Buzzsprout um, a couple of days ago. Yes, super smart guy. And we were talking about this and he said he said something that that just made a ton of sense for me, which was the more broad the show's topic and the more broad the show's audience, the more people have to be in that audience to be attractive to advertisers and sponsors. So, for example, if you're just if you're a show where you just talk about anything and everything, well then you're not going to be able to describe your audience in a way that is very specific. You're not going to have a very specific niche kind of audience. You're going to have a general broad audience. And in order to get sponsors, you're going to have to have 5, 10, 30, 50,000 downloads, you know, whatever the the latest numbers are, a large audience to be attractive. But if you have a niche podcast, if you have a a very specific show about a very specific thing, you know, I wrote down a few examples like a show for writers or a show for runners a true crime show or a show about podcasting, just like these little more specific things, these niches, that's going to be very attractive to a specific type of sponsor, to a to a specific type of company, a specific brand. And that, I personally think, that's, that's why I'm excited about Podcorn. And that's why I joined Podcorn, because I saw from the beginning, what they were offering was an open marketplace where podcasters could connect with sponsors. Sponsors can sign up, create brand or create uh, campaigns, and then podcasters could sign up and submit proposals to the campaigns they thought were a good fit for their show. That idea right there 
was really exciting to me because I believe that there's a ton of great podcasts out there that don't have huge audiences that will still be appealing to to certain brands, to certain companies, to certain people who want to support, sponsor, invest in, reach the community of an audience. And that's what the that's what the folks at Podcorn built. And you know, when whenever they offered me to you know a job and to join the team and help them build it, I jumped on it right away because I was like, this is a problem that a lot of people are having and that 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 should be addressed. And there's challenges that go along with it for sure, but it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, how do you get the potential advertisers who don't even probably know that these opportunities exist to come to that platform? Because I feel like with so many niche podcasts, and I, I always turn back to Glenn the Geek, who uh, runs the Horse Radio Network out of Florida, has a whole network of shows and talks about his most successful show has the smallest audience because it's so niche. And my sense is that the people who are advertising on his show didn't even know that that opportunity existed until he went to them. And so I wonder how do you find those niche marketers and brands to be on Podcorn to find the shows that would match well with who their audience is? Absolutely. So I I think this is a com- this has to be a community effort, right? We all have a role to play in in educating people about the value of podcasts and and podcast content and podcast audiences. So specifically on Podcorn, there we have team members who reach out to uh, to brands and to companies and to to folks who work in advertising to say, hey, we've got a ton of podcasters that have all of these interesting, unique shows, and you can reach them. And we've created this platform that makes it easy to to reach them and work with them. And and you know we they've got a process. So there's there's outreach happening. But the podcasters need to be, I think the podcasters need to be thinking about this stuff and reaching out as well. You know, something I wanted to talk about was how to how to find the right sponsor for your show, what to be, what questions to be thinking about to say, like, okay, who do I want to partner with for my show? Like, right? I would never put a blue apron ad on my podcast that is about podcasting, because that's not what my audience is interested. But would I would I partner with Sure? Would I partner with Sennheiser? Would I partner with uh, or Alex or someone who makes room treatment stuff? Yes, because that's the stuff that my podcast audience, that my listeners are interested in. So there's there's great fits available there. So it just takes it takes education, it takes outreach, it takes work, um, and it takes word of mouth. It takes brands and companies having success with podcast advertising and and telling their friends and telling their people it's like hey we're we're seeing a bunch of great like great results from these podcasts these independent podcasts that that they don't have huge audiences but they're gosh they're loyal and they talk all the time <laughs> podcast listeners love talking so yeah it really has to be a community effort in my mind so besides having good content and being able to identify your audience and you know who that is what else does a podcast need before they can really approach an advertiser whether it's on the podcorn platform or just in general you know like media kits necessary do your numbers have to be there like what are some things that most people they don't think of before they they do that cold email and say hey blue apron we've got a great show that's perfect uh fit for you 
come on down. Like, what are they going to get in that return email? And they're like, oh, I got to do that. Whoops. Yeah. So on Podcorn, it is free to sign up, browse the opportunities and send proposals. And I've noticed that the sending proposals part is where most people or a lot of people get stuck, at least people who are brand new to this, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. How many people have ever sent a proposal to a brand about a sponsorship? I'd guess it's pretty small. This isn't just something that people do in their free time. So speaking to the people that that have never done this before that are brand new to it, there's there's really I think four key elements of a good a good proposal what you need to kind of do this. And the first one, and I talk about this all the time is a great short description or introduction to your show. You need a really compelling 30-second elevator pitch basically. Would you send and, that as audio or text or maybe both? Uh, okay. So one of the cool things about Podcorn is that you can send audio in your proposal. So you can, you can write something out and read it. And I actually recommend this. This is a great idea because, you know, there's, there's a real person on the, on the receiving end of that proposal. There's someone working with a brand, someone working with a company who's going to listen to this and decide, is this show for me? Is this something I want to be a part of? And hearing your voice and hearing how you talk goes a long way towards establishing trust. You know, it's one of the reasons I love podcasts. I feel like it's really hard to fake talking about something, you know. So a short, great description, either in text uh, or or audio form. I think a compelling reason why you want to promote the sponsor, why you want to work with the sponsor. Like, what makes your show and your audience a great fit for the campaign, for the sponsor? If you can answer that question in a compelling way, you're on your way. And I, I think it's you should know this before you send the proposal, too pick sponsors that are a great fit for your show. Uh, The third thing is podcast download and listening data and analytics. So podcast sponsors will want to see analytics data for your show. This is usually things like how many downloads your your new episodes get within 30 days after they come out. Um, Just to kind of gauge the number of people that are engaging with and subscribe to and listening to your show. Uh, And if you have other information that you can provide, Things like how many unique listeners your show has or just any of the the podcast analytics that might be interesting to a sponsor, you can provide that too. The final thing and, and an important thing that I think a lot of podcasters overlook and I understand why, but audience demographic information. So audience demographics, we're talking about things like age, gender, location, education, income level, marital status, all this kind of stuff. This information is actually kind of hard to find because podcast hosting platforms don't get this information. Podcast listening apps, for the most part, I use Overcast. What do you? What about you? I'm Overcast. an Overcast person as well. Primarily. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe that Overcast collects any of that information at all. And, and if even they, if and it if, is, I don't know how to get access to it through my hosting <laughs> right, company. No so. one gets access to it. <laughs> right. But this is the information that the the a lot of the people making decisions about podcast ads and who to sponsor, they need this information because they want to see that stuff. They they want to reach guys between 24 and 36 years old that live in this location or that that are into this kind of like as much audience demographic information as you can provide, but it is hard to get. Spotify does provide this information about their listeners anonymously through the the, pod, the podcasters.spotify.com web portal, you know, where you submit your show to Spotify. So you can get information about your Spotify listeners. You should be able to get information about your audience if you have like a Twitter or a Facebook account, an Instagram account that has followers. I believe they provide their information there. But that's kind of, that's one of those things where if you don't have it, good to look into that. And you could also set up an audience survey to collect that information from your audience as well. Which is Thoughts so hard to get. 
I mean, it's so hard to get people to yeah. respond to that. And even if people do, I mean, if you're not getting people to respond to your survey, you have an engagement problem anyway. Probably <laughs> yeah. and advertisers are not going to be all that thrilled with you, but it's usually hard to get people to, to really pony up that information. You said something earlier that I wanted to go back to, and sure. it, it raised this thought with me that you want to make sure that you are the right fit for the advertiser, but you also want to make sure that the advertiser is the right fit for you. I think you know people are so hell-bent on procuring ads. You know, So many people have been promised that podcasting is the, the ultimate get-rich-quick scheme, which it is not. And so that they will simply say yes to the first person who comes along, and I I think that's a mistake. What what say you? What what what's the like philosophy for you in that sense? Yeah, no, no, I agree. I like I don't think it's a good idea to just go out and try to get as many sponsors as you can, regardless of what they are. That's not that's not why people are here listening to podcasts. You didn't press play on this podcast to listen to me talk about something that has nothing to do with what the show is promising that we're going to talk about. You should find the good fit for your audience. And and this is why I think this is why I encourage people to know their audience, to create for their audience, to speak to their audience and to consider their audience anytime you're thinking about monetizing even outside of sponsorship. Create something for them and know what they would be interested in. Like the question I would ask myself before before sending a proposal to a sponsor is, do I really believe that this is something that my audience will be interested in or excited about? And if I can't say, if I don't feel good about saying yes to that, then it's not the right fit for my show. And and my, maybe my show's not the right fit for them. And I do believe that for most shows, there are going to be shows that are very broad and very general and might have a harder time answering that question. But I believe there's so many great podcasts that are not monetizing right now, that could be if they thought about this and found the right brands and companies and and people to partner with. So what what is it actually like to go through this process on the Podcorn website, right? Like you can, you know, there's a few ways to go about getting advertisers pre-Podcorn, let's say, right? There's reach out to people you know, cold call companies, uh, maybe work with an advertising broker, uh, work with a company. There's a few reputable ones out there. There's a few not so reputable ones out there. And, and, you know, there's been a couple of platforms that have come along to work on this problem of connecting advertisers and podcasters. Uh, how does Podcorn do it differently? And what's that process really like? One of the big things, one of the, the best things I think about Podcorn is that it is pretty much a self-serve platform. So brands can sign up and create campaigns. Podcasters can sign up and browse those kind of campaigns. So after so signing up for an account, I mentioned earlier, but it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So you just put in your your show's RSS feed, you get that verified, a little bit of other basic information, and you're ready to go. So you go to the sponsorship page in your dashboard, you'll see a list of all the currently available sponsorship opportunities. If you want to, you can view the details for the campaign, the opportunity. And usually that's where brands write in like kind of what they're looking for, what they're about, what they're wanting to do. One of the other cool things we haven't really dove into yet, but on Podcorn, really, we really believe in the native sponsorship, host read ads, host created content. So there's no like dynamic audio insertion. There's no programmatic insertion. It's not somebody else's content being put into your show without your control or permission. It is 
you're working with this brand to create something unique and compelling. And that could be the standard kind of like pre-roll or mid-roll ads where you talk about a product or service for 30 seconds, or it could be something more custom like a product review or an interview with someone from the company. There's a bunch of different formats that you can do, but it's all created in collaboration with and by the host of the show. So it's in the host's voice and and it's like that just performs better. It's a better experience for everyone involved. So yeah, so you're browsing the opportunities. When you find one that's a good fit for your show, you click the send proposal button and that opens up a page where you see a little bit more of information about the uh, the campaign. You select the type of format that you want to create. You select when you want to publish this content. Like you can put in your schedule for your show. You know, I release episodes on Sunday, so I could choose a couple Sundays from now. You set the price that you want, and we have pricing tips if you you know if you need that help. And then you write in your proposal, put in the information that we talked about earlier, and send the proposal. So the brand receives this. If they like it, they'll accept it. A workroom opens up, and this is where you can talk to and interact with the brand, send messages back and forth. And then when you have the content created, like say you read the the sponsorship script that you read out or you do the interview, you submit an audio file through the workroom, and the brand reviews and approves that. Once they approve that, the payment is released from Podcorn to the podcaster's account. Then the podcaster publishes the, uh, the content on their show. And then hopefully everything continues and everyone's happy. So that's kind of the rundown. All right. And what has been the biggest surprise since you started working with Podcorn that you've found about like how this experience has gone? You know, any any stories that you could share or any companies or brands that came to mind? They're just like, wow, that was that's really cool that they're on here. And, and you know, they've they had amazing success and now they're doing it, you know, 20 more times. Well, there's there's a lot of campaigns, and I and I will say that I'm probably not the the best. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a dog barking very loudly. Is it yours? It is no, but it is <laughs> in my house. So I have roommates here in Los Angeles, which is actually not. I'm really thankful for now. Like oh, yeah, I, I enjoy like, living with people, but if I had to be by myself throughout this whole thing, like good, I don't know, like that it would have been bad. So, but occasionally they're uh, they're cute little puppies bark. Uh, okay. We were talking about, let's bring it back. We were talking about, oh, surprise. So, so, so I work with the podcasters, right? Like I'm the head of community. I talk to the podcasters all day. I don't talk to the brands as much, but I will say that I think one of the, one of the most interesting things to me is just, there's a ton of interest, but there's still, there's a lack of knowledge about kind of how to do this, right? Like what goes into a proposal, And I guess maybe it wasn't that surprising, but it's cool to kind of be working with people and to to be explaining this stuff and to be writing about and talking about this stuff. Just because I think as time goes on and and more people do it and more people talk about it, there'll be kind of norms and, and standards created and it'll become more common knowledge and folks will feel more comfortable with with pitching their show and with working with people and and finding sponsors and and doing this all in a way that is beneficial for everyone involved. I think in terms of other surprises, I was I mentioned Oralex earlier, and I brought this up specifically because they are a sponsor on Podcorn currently. And it was cool for me to come across an opportunity on the platform that was like, oh, hey, I would actually work with them on my podcast, <laughs> and maybe I should. I haven't been doing my any episodes for my show for a while. But it was it's really cool for me as a podcaster to be to to be in there with other people who are like 
browsing the opportunities and sending campaigns and working with brands and to kind of be able to say like, oh, okay, I would, yeah, I would do this myself. I'd work with this person or that person or that brand. So that's been pretty cool. All right. So, so the advice right now is whether you've been actively pursuing ads or maybe just casually thinking about it, there's no harm in signing up for a Podcorn account as a podcaster right now. Yep. Totally free. Get on there, look around, see what's out there. Maybe looking on the platform, we'll realize, oh, there are opportunities we hadn't thought of and maybe we need to do some exploring. Exactly. Yeah. And anything else that they should be doing right now if they're thinking about ads and, and want to try out Podcorn? I'm trying to think. The only other thing we haven't really talked about is how Podcorn makes money. That's a question that comes up, which is, and it's very straightforward, we take 10% of completed payments. So if you get paid, we'll get a small cut of that. And that's how we stay in business. Seems um, fair. And, that's that, a, a, and by the way, folks, that's a much lower percentage than what you would get from other... Uh, advertising brokers. My experience is that right. most of the time when you work with a third party, uh, you're usually giving up anywhere from 30 to sometimes 50%, depending on what else they are helping you with. Right. You know, I was thinking about, and thank you for, for pointing that out. I was thinking about this. What does, do you know off, off the top of your head what Patreon charges for what they take? For, I want to say like 7% or 10% or something? Yeah, I want to say it's somewhere in the 5 to 10% range, and that's not even for advertising. That's just to support your show. Now, there are other... Right platforms with better rates and folks who are trying to compete with patreon on that but uh you know they're losing the branding war there right (laughs) it's early advantage man um it's like it's like everybody's on a zoom call even if they're not using the zoom platform right everyone has a patreon even if it's not actually patreon where they're collecting those patron patron founding dollars yep i think if i can just give a big picture summary now's a great time to be podcasting it really is it's easier than ever it still it still takes work. It still takes effort for sure. But there's there's I think there's also a lot of people both excited about podcasts and wanting to invest in podcasts. And one of the one of the reasons I was excited about joining Podcorn is that I I genuinely believe that podcasters are kind of like kind of a, a unique rare type of person that that want to talk about things and they want to be spokesmen and they, and they want to tell stories. And there are brands and companies and people out there that need people like that and that that want to partner with people like that and and so if 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 you're doing a show if you're passionate about it if you're growing your audience it's it's not too early to start thinking about how you're going to monetize and 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 make money with with your work uh, and this and and podcorn is one of the ways that you can do that and since it is free to sign up and and no risk you have nothing to lose check it out Give it, give it a shot. You'll learn some things. If you have questions or you get stuck on something, you can reach out to me because I'm, I'm working in support there, uh, and the whole team is great. And so, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of it. Just give it a shot. So very simply, you can always check out podcorn.com. Sign up for your free account. Check it out. Browse what brands are already on there looking for a show. Maybe the, your your show is exactly what they need. And of mm-hmm. course, if you want to follow what Aaron's doing, he's got a website, thepodcastdude.com, or you can follow him on Twitter, at thepodcastdude. He is certainly a good dude, and it has been a pleasure catching up and chatting with him. Aaron, thank you so much for being on Podcast Me Anything. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, everyone listening and you for having me. Mm-hmm.